Right now, we welcome our lead pastor, Pastor Tony Ayeni. So today, I think special sensitivity through prayer. I think special sensitivity through prayer. I think special sensitivity through prayer. We are starting a series to plan for the next year. So we need to get to a place of clear hearing and understanding, okay, to download the thoughts that God has for you for next year. So you are not planning next year in a guess mood, you know. You're not not guessing next year. Amen. You're not planning because everybody's planning these plans, you know, so uh, next year I will buy a car, I will build a house, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, it's good. But you are planning for a place of knowing that this is what God has in store for you next year. Is that good? So, I think for sensitivity through prayer. Romans 8, 14, message Bible says, God's spirit beckons. Says there are things to do and places to go. God's spirit beckons. It's calling you higher. Okay? It's calling you to pay more attention. Why? There are things to do and places to go. Amen. So, it's a time to commit to spending time in prayer. So you can download the things to do and places to go. There's a plan for your life that you must not miss. Amen. There's a plan for your life that you must not miss, that you must not delay. There's something that God has in store for you for the next year that you must not miss out on. You know, when this work, if you stay on point with God, things happen for you faster. Do you understand? People can guess this thing, they can just stumble to destiny, right? Maybe it takes like 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, or no, that maybe like, like Joshua at 80. You get my point here. But if you work with God, if you pay attention in your, in your youth, in these days, okay, you will, be, you, you will know for sure the things that God has in store for you. Amen. Is that good? It's good. So there are things to do and there are places to go. And this says, for those who are led by the Spirit of God, are what? They are children of God. So, train of God, we hear God. We don't, we don't have to, you know, we're not begging to hear God. The way, you're not asking to beg, or to beg for me to, for me to, for me to talk to him, to hear me. You just, have, you just have to pay attention. Do you get? So, you just have to pay attention. I'll sit up. Right? So, we have to know that God is eager to talk to you. God is more keen to talk to you, talk with you, that you want to hear him. God is more keen to speak with you than you are eager to hear him. You know, religion says that we have to beg God to hear him. Religion. We have to beg. We have to fast and wear our clothes. Yeah, ashes on the head, you know. Look humble to hear God, right? But we know that we are children of God. And by default, children of God hear God. It's our nature to hear God. In fact, if you're not hearing God, something is wrong. By nature, we hear God. That's, that's our, our default state, is hearing God. So, it's your body, you are hearing God. In English, if your ear is not blocked, you are hearing God. Do you understand that? Awesome. See, we need to know that. Okay? You can become an effective prayer altar. People can come around you and have encounters just because they came around you. Even though they just came around you and things happen to them. You know, you can be in a bus and you don't even know but someone got killed because you're in a bus. You don't know. You're not praying. But you, are, you have become a, 
a, an altar yourself. You understand that? You become a dispenser. Like even without knowing God, because you are there, you carry presence. Okay? And things happen around you. It's in the Bible. That Peter's shadow is the same. Sometimes it's presence, it's alright, it's anointing. You just walk by. Because you walk by, things are happening that even you, you have no account for. These things are for us, children of God. You, you, you need to be, get to a place where you stop being okay with the regular, regular lifestyle, okay? Like everybody else, they cry, you cry. You know? They are sick, you are sick. You, you, know, you, you have to come up either. You have, you have to come to this, to live like a son. To live, to imagine Christ. You can tell him in the morning that, ah, so, there's work for people to tell you, ah, I have an area. <laughs> Can they hold on? Amen. So, how do you feel your Savior? <laughs> come on. <laughs> well, he has made us like him. He says, as he is now, so are we in this world. Now, he didn't say, as he was on it. He says, as he is now. Say, if it was not as he was on it, is he okay? You know, it's very fine. No, that even now it's ridiculous. <laughs> as he is now, so are we in this world. So, we need to live as though we know these things. Demand of yourself this kind of lifestyle. Demand of yourself that I must live the way the word describes me. It is wrong for a believer to be going everywhere looking depressed and sorrowful. Do you know who you are? Do you know what you carry? Do you know what you carry? See, just look at Jesus. Imagine Jesus woke up in the phone and like, hey, I'm in a bad mood. No, imagine Jesus woke up in a bad mood. Try to picture it. Is it possible? Is it possible that you just, Jesus Christ can wake up in a bad Jesus? Wake up in a bad mood. So possible, sir. If I'm not me, is it possible? Jesus, wake up in a bad mood. Jesus. Hey. As he is now, so I'm in this world. <laughs> Amen. This is my point, sir. This is my point. You have no right to you know, align some things in your life. Some things in your life are illegal. They are, you must treat them as illegal. You don't manage them. And my small sickness. And my small, my small, give me just small headache. I wish for another to go. My small headache. It comes every month. My small headache. Amen. When I enter the phone, I start having a headache. You know, it's my thing. Amen. Alright? So, we need to live like sons. So these things that they have function of your personal and private practices, okay? The things you do in your safety place, your private place, these things, you know, they show, okay? So your prayer, your study, and faithfulness to God, okay? These things make you an effective altar, effective prayer altar, okay? So you can carry this culture that's so, so strong that like Jesus Christ, someone will come and touch your clothes and they will be healed. See, Christ was on the earth, not like, it was not, it was, he didn't do ministry like, like, like God, in quote. He came as man, okay? Man that carried the Holy Ghost. So, it's like, it's like, you know, it's like you, okay, carrying the Holy Ghost. So, he did those things as man, not as God. Do you understand? He did those things as man, not as God. Do you get that? So, whatever he did is what you should be doing. 
Why he says grace for us can make disciples. Teach them to do all, all I've commanded you. Teach them to do the things I've been doing. So it's why Christ to the sick, Peter to the sick. He's just showing that it's not about him being God. It is man carrying the Holy Ghost. And he says, I will go and send you another one like me. Okay, Alos Paracletus. Means another exactly just like so the Holy Ghost in you. Okay, it's as though just like himself is living through you. It's exactly the same thing. Do you understand? It's like having Jesus is everywhere. Do you understand? It's exactly the same thing. Okay? So it's now about us. How much, how much will we give this expression? I'm going to give this expression. We, we, we do attempt this thing. We just say, I'm just a man. No? Right? Okay? So someone can touch your clothes and get an encounter. You can sit on a chair. And just, you just left the chair. You didn't know anything. Someone just went there and cast a dive. We carry presence, okay? We need to be actively aware of the things we carry. Of who we carry. The Holy Ghost. Okay? So, setting a place of prayer and supplication, you can become a transmitter of grace to pray. Do you know this? You know, 2017, I was in an office. I'm just I started praying. I was like, I started praying in this office. And someone told me, it's because you are here. Someone told me that it's because you are here. You can, trans- you can transmit it. See, anointing is transferable. It's like an aura. Do you know that? Do you get this? Do you get the feedback? <laughs> Thank you. You are thinking it. See my point here. You can pray so much that you start kind everywhere you go. Prayer anointing. Prayer grace. You become a dispenser of prayer grace. When you stand in an office, you just are praying. You don't know why, but just like, ah, they pray more this day, it's an anointing. So we ought to live like this, okay? You are a house of prayer. Second Chronicles 6, 7 to 11. Second Chronicles 6, 7 to 11. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Second Chronicles 6, 7 to 11. If you are there, shoot. Okay, I shoot. My father David had it in his heart to build a temple for the name of the Lord, the God of Israel. But the Lord said to my father David, Because it was in your heart to build a temple for my name, you did well to have this in your heart. Nevertheless, you are not the one to build the temple, but your son, who is your own flesh and blood. He is the one who will build the temple for my name. The Lord has kept the promise he made. I have succeeded David, my father, and now I sit on the throne of Israel, just as the Lord promised. And I have built the temple for the name of the Lord, the God of Israel. Go to verse 18, 21. Eight says, but will God, are you there? But will God really dwell on earth with humans? The heavens, even if heavens cannot contain you, how much less does this temple I have built? Are you there? My friend, we have a phone, you have your own Bible. I don't have it for you. Okay, it says, yet, Lord my God, because that's your servant's prayer, and it's plea for mercy. Yet, yet the cry and prayer of the servant, that's why going to pray your presence. 20. This is important. Says, may your eyes be open toward this temple day and night. This place of which you said you will put your name there. May you get prayer of the servant, the servant prays towards this place. Yes, supplications and the servant and the people Israel, when they pray towards this place, hear from heaven your dwelling place and where you, when you hear, forgive. Also, 
So this happened. Okay, they were to be, wanted to be a temple for God, right? They wanted to be a temple. And God told them, don't build it, okay? Your hands, your hands are dirty. You, you kill so many people. <laughs> yeah, I feel the blood, okay? But your, your, yes. your son, Solomon, will build a temple, right? Your, your flesh and blood. He didn't mention Solomon. Your flesh and blood will build you this temple, right? So Solomon, you know, when it went to time, Solomon built a temple and all that. You know, but even beyond Solomon, it was more about Christ than about Solomon. You know, when God gave David prophets about his, his son, his seed, okay, he was talking more about Christ than about his, his children. You understand this? You understand this? You know, the Messiah is going to come from the seed of David, okay? That's the prophecy that, that the Christ will come from the seed of David. You know that? Awesome. When Isaiah 11, that a, a, a branch will come from the time of Jesse, prophesying that they are come from the age of David, right? So when Christ, when God talks about David's son, it was much more beyond the immediate children. It was about the Christ coming. So when he says, your son will build you a temple, it meant two things. That Solomon will build a temple and that Christ will also come and build a more, a, a more, a more lasting temple. Awesome. So the first temple was made of stone. Right? The one that Solomon built, okay? It says, when they come and pray towards this place, hear O God's and answer. So also, we have been built the temple of God. The abode of answered prayers. So you are, you, gone, 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 you are the real temple. See, that temple is, is gone. You know, they, they broke it over and over again. Some of the fight war, they demolish and all that kind of stuff. But we are, we the children of God, we are the lasting temple, we are the body, we are the lasting temple of God. We'll show that, okay? Open, go to um, Ephesians 2, 18-22. Ephesians 2, 18-22. Amen. Quickly. Ephesians 2, 18-22. Thank you. Yeah. For through him, we both have access to the Father by one spirit. That both means Jew and Gentile, okay? Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and aliens, but fellow citizens with God's people and members of God's household, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In he's, him... Sorry, he's not saying he built it on the apostle and prophet. He's not building on them. He built on what they taught. As in, what they taught is the, you know, is the, the doctrine that makes up the church. He's not building on Peter's eggs. Amen. Go on. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you two are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. So number one, the church as a whole is a temple. We also, as, as, as individual believers, we are also the temple of God. Second Corinthians, Second Corinthians, First Corinthians 3.16. First Corinthians 3.16. First Corinthians, are we learning? First Corinthians 3.16. First Corinthians 3.16. Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit lives in you? Look at that. It says, don't you know that you yourself, you are God's temple and God's spirit lives in you? You know the way the Jews adored the temple? Did you have any idea how they adored the temple? Now, let me give, let me give, let me give you a, a, an analogy. Now, you know the way Muslims adore their Quran? You know? <laughs> Much more the way Jews adore the temple. They pray, if they can be in another country, they pray towards the temple. Do you understand? They pray towards the temple. Adoration. Now, you have been made the temple of God. You have been made God's abode. There is something to treasure. 
that God dwells in you by the Holy Ghost. Do you understand this? So you have become, you know, you have become a walking abode of the Holy Ghost. That is what this is. Say, say, aye, have it? How do you guys say it? Aye, aye. Right? You have become a carrier of God. I want us to take it in. Swallow it. You have become a walking abode of Jesus, of God. You have become God's agency. If God will do anything, you want to go, you want to get it done through you. You have become His agency. Ephesians two says, Ephesians one says, says, says we have become His body, the fullness of Him that fills everywhere of Himself. So He fills everywhere through us. He fills everywhere through us. So wherever Christ will go to, He will go through me. So if Christ wants to fill an office, what does he do? It goes through me. So I'm his in the office. I'm his fullness in the office. I'm his rep there. So if someone wants to in that place, I'm the one. I am his agency. I'm his tabernacle. Do you get this? We need to digest this. Let's take it in. See? That whatever Christ will do, he wants to get it done through my hands. Wherever he wants to go, he, he has to, he cannot go by himself, he has to go through a vessel. So through a willing vessel. So if you say, yes, I will go, he goes through you. You know what this means? It means the things that can stop you are only things that can stop God. Oh, I carry Christ. I carry the Holy Ghost. I'm his agency. I'm his agency. Whoosh! I'm his agency. Hiya. Glory to God. Oh, thank you. See, he has put, see, we are the temple that he has put his name on. You know, they're praying there, Lord God, put your name upon this place. You know, we are the ones that he has given his name. He has given, he says, if John 16, yeah, but says, either to is not saying my name, but now ask anything in my name. As in, and you shall receive, so your joy will be full. So, he has given us the name. He will have this name to use. Even also, Revelation 22 says, his name is on our forehead. So, he has put his name, he has crested his name on you. <laughs> he, has, he has put his name on you. You are marked, you are sealed with his name. See, then they were praying for it. Now he gave you freely. You are a walking temple of the Holy Ghost. You are a carrier of God. You carry divinity. You are a carrier of God. So good. See, one of the biggest will live in this consciousness. Just go out knowing that as I go in, God is going out with you. In that shopping mall, God is in the shopping mall. So you are praying God. Can someone just show his sickness small? Can you just show, you know, some, some part of the issue that only show once in a while. Can you, can you, can you, can you just, it's what I can't show anything. Amen. You know what I'm talking about? You carry a consciousness. You, 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 in quotes, you almost look for trouble. You are praying for trouble. Do you understand? Glory to God. Hallelujah. So, he says in Matthew, Matthew, Matthew 21, 18, says, my house shall be called a house of prayer. Alright? So, if we are a temple, we are also the ones that are called, we are the house of prayer. 
You are a praying house. You are a praying machine. It is your calling. It's your duty to. It's your nature. It is your privilege to be a place of prayer. See, not body is the tent, right? So, this body is a praying machine of your spirit. Do you understand? This body is, is, is for you to yield to prayer. You have become a house of prayer. Amen. So he says, don't you know that your bodies are temple of the Holy Ghost who is in you? You may receive for God. And you are not here. So we are the temple of God and we are the house of prayer. Beyond that, we are the house of answered prayers. It's not, it's, it's not prayer. It's not Kalo, kalo, maybe or maybe not. We are a temple of answered. No, do we Solomon prayers? When anybody prays to us for this temple, let their prayers be answered. Oh my God. We are the ones that God has promised answered prayers. Them, they are begging God to. Now, God, 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 God give us freely an assurance. John, John 16 24. John 16 24. He gave us an assurance of answered prayer. Some people say, if everything works, try praise. We have an assurance of answered prayer. So we're not doing Kalu, we're not doing Daniel Vajali Ajay. No, 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 no. We have been given an assurance of answered prayer. Quickly read it. 26. Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Look at that. Ask and you will receive, and your joy will be complete. Though I have been speaking figuratively, a time is coming when I will Oosh. no longer use this kind of language, but will tell you plainly about my father. In that day, you will ask in my name. I'm not saying that I will ask the Father on your behalf. Blank check. Ask in my name. Anything, receive it. Now, he didn't say some things. It's people that put some things. It's people that start to try to make it, make it a little more, a little more um, believable. He says, ask anything in my name and I'll do it. Ask anything in my name. Ask anything. Ask anything. Again, Solomon was begging God that God will pray your answer. But now God is telling you, free check. See, in the whole, they were begging God to. Now it's as though God is begging us to now. You didn't get that. In the whole, they were begging God to do stuff. Now it's as though God is begging us to do it now. Then they said, God, please move. God, please show. They now just start close. They cry. They mourn. They fast read this. God, please show. But now God is telling us now, you, please, go. You, do it now. You, now in my name, ask anything now. Check my point. It's different. It says now, go into the world. It says everyone that this is you know, says you the secret there. He's now begging you to go out and do it. Then they beg God. Now God begging you to do it. Game has changed. It says, it says now, everyone that this will go out, will heal the sick. Read it. And it's now a blank check. God is begging us, please move in my name. Move in my name. Move in my name. Stop crying about it. Move in my name. But people say like the old things. They're still begging God to move. God, please, if it's your will. If it's your will, you my mom. If it's your will, hear my dad. If it's your will, it's insulting to God. Now, it's as though you are you are thinking that you have more love than God. When you beg of this woman, you're telling God that God, you, I love him more than you love him. So I'm begging you, please heal him. Do you get my point here? Do you get that? So it's as though you are saying that God, oh, I have more love and care than you for this person. You don't beg for something like that. He has given you. You do. You do. You pray in the name. You pray in the name. You don't beg God. You pray in the name. You pray in the name. 
So we're saying God, God, God move. God says, I've moved. You move. God like, I can't move again. I'm, I'm seated. I can't, I can't, I'm seated. I can't move now that again. You move. He has sat down. Sat down means finished work. Do you understand this? When you know this, it's easy to become you begging God to do so. It becomes you giving the devil everywhere. Just casting him everywhere. Today, deal with him in this person. Tomorrow. Because you know that it's no longer about God. It's about what you will do what God has done. Finished work. Glory to God. Okay? So we are the abode of answered prayer. This is so good. Okay? No, then they beg God that Solomon was praying to God that, that God, let your grace see this temple. Let, let your grace, let your grace see this temple. See, now we didn't beg God to. God gave us his Holy Ghost to stay with us forever. Then they were praying to God for it. Now God gave us freely. We didn't even ask, he gave us. No, but because in those days, you know, they saw the grace, they saw, they saw the grace so tangibly. Now, you can think because they saw, they saw it tangibly like that means that they had a greater glory. No! No, 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 no. The Bible calls our own an excelling, you know, an exceeding weight of glory. So that even though we don't see it, but it is much more than what they ever carried. You know, the Bible says that even the biggest, biggest of their prophets is small to John. And John is small to the least Christian. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Then? So you carry much more glory than they could ever carry. So I would say, Abraham loved to see my day. <laughs> oh boy. Second Corinthians 3 9. Second Corinthians 3 9. Second Corinthians 3 9. If, if the ministry that condemns men is glorious, Look at that. how much more glorious is the ministry that brings righteousness? Look at that. How much more glorious? How, it is how much, how much more glorious? You no, know, Paul, I probably like used to do double, double justice. How much more glorious? To show you that whatever they saw then is tiny compared to what lives inside of you now. See, when you know this, the way you walk is different. You see believers walking like this, as in as though something will jam them. We don't, we don't look at it anymore. People say things like, eh, that maybe uh, we don't know about tomorrow, we don't need to see tomorrow. By God's grace, we'll see tomorrow. Tomorrow is not sure for anybody. It's a cool song. Take my point here. See, live in the now. Talk in the now. Talk, talk, talk like a, a, a new Christian believer. Interesting believer. Not like, a, like an OP prophet. Talk like who you are now. Talk like who you are now. Talk like one that's living in the finished works of Christ. That is now in your control. So if I say, I will live 100 years, I will live 100 years in my control. It's not in my control. I'm freestyling already. It's not in it's my, it's my control now. It's not if God wills, I will live 70 years. It's not God's will anymore. It's my will. You know the guy said, Master Luther, the first one, said, faith is as though saying, my will be done. Faith. He said, my will. My will be done. Mark 11 says, whosoever shall say. That's it. My will be done. Whosoever shall say whatsoever. He will have whatever he says. So he said, my will. My will be done. So we don't beg God anymore. We just accept our wills. I will be done. Amen. Whoosh! The temple was a place of direction. People go there to seek answers, to know how to proceed in life. 
But we, we carry the Holy Ghost, Romans 8, 11, and we are led by the Holy Ghost. Let's go back a bit. Go to 2 Chronicles, 2 Chronicles 7, 1 to 3. 7, 7, 1 to 3. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Whoosh! Thank you. Quickly, 2 Chronicles 7, 1 to 3. Read from before. 2 Chronicles 1 to 3. Shoot, shoot, shoot quickly. 2 Chronicles 7, 1 to 3. Oh, thank you, dear Lord. Hear for God, oh, speak for God. Okay. When Solomon finished praying, fire came down from heaven and consumed the bottom of sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. The, the priests could not enter the temple of the Lord because the glory of the Lord filled it. When all the Israelites saw the fire coming down and the glory of the Lord above the temple, they knelt on the pavement with their faces to the ground and they worshipped and gave thanks to the Lord, saying, He is good. His love endures forever. His post. Now, you can see how wild that is. That God's made the temple, they did not do anything. You know, there was fire, there was thunder, and all that. Now, don't forget that the Bible says that God does not dwell in human temples, as in, in um, physical buildings. So, whatever they saw then, it wasn't really that God was moving. Do you understand? So, it's probably, maybe, an angel just, you know, kind of just, just flashed God, just flashed presence. And there was thunder and lightning and so much glory they could not stand up to worship. Now, try to picture what is inside you in the Holy Ghost. If God just show you small, just show you small. You know that when they see Jesus, then they see light. They see light that they cannot approach. If God will just show you a bit of the glory locked up on your inside, it will blow your mind. What they had was little drops, little drops, little drops of God's works. Little drops, little drops. How much more you? Until you know the end of it has come. It dwells in you bodily. You have got to know who you are. You've got to know who you are. Amen. Is that good? Okay, so knowing this, we ought to live in a state of sensitivity, being aware of who we are, what we have in the Holy Ghost. And that we have answers in prayers. Okay? Then they pray to them for direction. We carry the Holy Ghost everywhere with us. Okay? We are always directed. This should show in our planning for the new year. It should show in our planning. Consciously knowing that I carry God. God lives in me. I'm, I'm led. I'm directed. Never confused. Amen. Importantly, importantly, it should show in your speech. You know, the just shall live by faith. Faith works by speaking. Mark 11, 23. It says, have, Mark 11, 22, 24. 
have the faith of God 22. 23, whosoever shall say. So, the faith works by speaking. Right? Listen. And the just shall live by faith. Okay? And faith works by confessions. So, the just shall live by confessions. Did you get that? Did you get the analogy I talked about there? Faith. The just live by faith. Faith works by speaking. The just live by what he speaks. So, if you are saying, I'm confused... I don't know what to do. I'm in a fix. What are you doing? You are blocking the leading. God is bound by your words. As you have spoken in my hands, so will I do. It's a law. God cannot agree with your confession. He can only agree with your confession. No matter how much he loves you so much, God has to agree with your will. Your will is shown in your confessions. So, even in play, there are Things we don't ever see. Amen. Amen. Learn this, okay? Okay, because we are, we are praying for direction. Don't use your confessions to negate what God is doing. There are things we never see, even when we are playing. So James said, the tongue is like a small, you know, small rudder, but it turns the whole ship. Hey, I'm depressed. Ah. Amen. That's the meaning. Hey, I'm killing coffee. Any small thing, small, small, small mood change. I'm depressed. Uh, my anxiety. My one thing, one thing. Uh, my, my, this, this one, this one, is a lot. My OD, OCD. Uh, you know what it's called? Oh, nice small thing. Say you have OCD. One of my OCD. <laughs> so, amen. We don't talk anyhow. See, James said, I don't know how to go direction. James said, if you don't mess up in your words, you're a perfect man. So he says, if your words are righteous, you will live righteously. So when you see your life in disorder, check what you are saying with your mouth. So you can turn your life around with your words. This is my point. Okay? So in these days, be conscious of God's presence in you. You know, consciously know that you, are carrying, you carry God's presence. That God leads you by His Spirit. Habakkuk 2 1 to 3. Habakkuk 2 1 to 3. Be led. As I'm planning for the new year, plan with the Holy Ghost. Don't try to plan by your strength. Eh, I'm smart. If I have a new job, they give me a new job. If I don't need anything I want, I can get. I'm brilliant. I'm, I'm determined. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Be led. You know, me. I'm, I'm, I'm very driven. So this is, I try to wait and see if what I'm doing next is me or God. Because I'm, ve- I'm very driven. Very. I say, I want this, I will get it. So I try to chill and say, this is how to do. Is it God or me? And so I try to just chill a bit. Because it's good to be led by God, not by your willpower. Read it out. Habakkuk 2 to 3. I will stand as my watch and station myself on the rampart. I will look to see what he will say to me and what I answer and what answer I am to give to this complaint. This Paul says, I will stand upon my watch. I will consciously be sensitive. I will consciously be sensitive. I will consciously be on the lookout for what God will say. I will consciously be on the lookout for what God will say. Please go on, verse 3. Then the Lord replied, Write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it. Look at it. that. It says, Write down the vision. 
write down the things I will show you. Don't cram it. Write it down. Don't cram it. Write. Look at that. Don't cram it. Write. So in these days, go about with a, with, with a notepad. Preferably use your phone, Google Docs. So you can have it in years' time. Papers get missing, books get missing. So as much as you can, try to document on your device, on Google Drive, store it in the cloud. Don't cram what God is saying, you will forget. Also for church, when God gives a word, document it, secretary, church office, documentation. You cannot cram, you forget, you can't cram it, you forget it. This is God speaking. God says, right. See, oh God, then it wants to write down. God, write it down. Awesome. So, in these days, you stay in extended prayer with fasting. See, fasting is not really about not eating food. No, no, no. Don't, don't, make, don't, make, it, don't, don't make it religion. Don't make it, don't make it religion. Fasting is extended time waiting on God in prayer and study. So, if you stay for two hours, you have fasted for two hours. Do you understand? Yeah. You have, you know, it's not that you stay there for five hours. Most, most people just they are fasting. They pray 30 minutes. They, many of them don't strike. Yes. If you say, okay, this morning I will pray for so and so time before I eat, you have fasted. You have what? You have fasted. Remove religion. See clearly. Can you know that? See clearly. See clearly. See clearly. See clearly. Amen. Some people, when they are fasting, they are so hungry they cannot pray. So I don't know what you are doing, though. They are so hungry they cannot do, they cannot do anything. They are so useless, everybody. What are you doing? Live religion. Live by faith. Acts 13, 1 to 2. Acts 13, 1 to 2. That's what this fasting is. Just people, people like bragging. It's just a little brag. Are you serious? So number one. In the Bible. Wait, let's let, let, let do that first. In the Bible. Put a in the Bible. They didn't say I want to fast 40 days. In the Bible, no one said I want to fast 40 days. Nobody planned it. Moses did not plan to go and fast. He did not plan to go and fast. He was in the presence of God, tangible. He could not be hungry there. He could not be hungry there. He would not know for that. He would know that they, they are going. He would not know. That's why I say, oh, he was not counting day one, day two, day three. He was, he was, he was in the place where even he would not know that they, they are going. You understand this? Christ was dragged there by the Holy Ghost. It is the time with fast. The Holy Ghost dragged him. He's not led. That led there is dragged. So, while there also, it was not, was not likely counting the one, day two. It was in a realm where time was just going. Acts 13, 1 to 2. In the church at Antioch, there were prophets and teachers. Yes, Barnabas, Simeon, called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manaen, who had been brought up with Herod, the Tetrarch, and Saul. While they were worshipping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Look at that. The Holy Ghost said, while they were in a place of ministering to God, 
Good boy. The Holy Ghost said. So, in a place of continued prayer, you will hear God. You will be sensitive to hear God. You will be in the zone to hear clearly. Awesome. Amen. Look at that. Revelations 1, verse 10. Revelations 1, verse 10. Revelations 1, verse 10 to 19. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Just have to pray. Revelations 1, verse 10 to 19. In the spirit, and I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet, God which said, head. "Write on a scroll what you see and say." Again, no, God telling someone, Jesus saying, "Oga, write." You cannot cram it. You have yeah, document documentation. You cannot cram it. God saying it's important for God to tell you. He said, write it down. Don't say, ah, I have I have memory. I have no hair. Write it down. Right. Go on. Which said, Write on a scroll what you see and send it to the seven churches to Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamum, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. I turned around to see the voice that was speaking to me, and when I turned I saw seven golden lampstands. And among the lampstands was someone like a son of man, dressed in a robe, reaching down to his feet, and with a golden sash around uh, his chest. Please pause. I saw someone like a son of man. There's a man in heaven. His name is Jesus. There's a man in heaven. In Acts 2, he went with his car body into heaven. He went body into heaven. There's a man in heaven. When they see Christ, they see a man. They don't see a ghost. They see a man. They see a man. There's a man in heaven. Another distance. This one. His head and hair were white like wool. Hiya. As white as Oof. snow. And his, and his eyes were like blazing fire. His Sorry, you're not going to about this stuff. Sorry. Now when you see everybody that saw Jesus Christ, that saw, they saw the same thing. They didn't plan it though. Even Isaiah that saw in the OT. Daniel in the OT. They saw the same description. They didn't, they didn't need to, to compare notes. They didn't commit. They didn't. Uh, what you, let me. That's what you're writing. They didn't compare notes. They saw the same thing. The accuracy is frightening. The acu- yeah, the accuracy is frightening. The accuracy is mad. That's the word. Go on. His feet were like bronze glowing in a furnace, and his voice was like the sound of Whoosh. rushing waters. In his right hand, he held seven stars, and out of his mouth came a sharp, double-edged sword. His face was like the sun, shining in all its brilliance. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. Then he placed his right... He fell as though dead. People say, why do you lay your hands? It's not in the Bible. Read where you see. You see it. You see it in the Bible. When people encounter the level of glory, but it just gives way. Right? It says, he fell as though dead. Go on. Then he placed his right hand on me and said, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead, and behold, I am alive forever and ever. I hold the keys of death and Hades. Write, therefore, what you have seen, what is now and what it will take place later. John said he was in the spirit on the last day. That lost is any day. Okay? He was in the spirit. 
he was in a place where he was ready to hear. How do you get in the spirit? Extended time in prayer. Extended time in prayer. Consciously knowing that you are looking out for what God will say. So you can bet your own encounters. And you write and show your children that in 19, God said to me, Amen. That's so cool to say. You know, I have a notepad that I can't find it again. That's why I said, I read the Google Doc. I wrote it in 2009. I wrote to my child my autobiography, my, 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 my checking out letter to him. I can't find any more explaining it. See, there are things in your life that you must, that you must, you must be conscious of. Seasons. Seasons. For me, 2009, 2017, seasons. Seasons. That God gives you things that last for years. What do you do? Write them down. Document. Document. You know what God tells you like? Write these things down. Show your children after you. So they can know the things that you that, that the things that you and God said to document with God. They can know your work with God. In this this, write down. For your next year, document. Okay? Ask the next ten. Ask the next ten. Acts 10 9 to 10. Finally, let's wrap up this. I'll also pray. Acts 10 9 to 10. About noon the following day, as they were on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went up on the roof to pray. He became hungry and wanted something to eat. And while the meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. Look at that. He went up at the hour of prayer, went up to pray. And while, you know, hungry, he fell into a trance. And God showed him stuff. Here's my point here. So in these days, we'll practice extended time praying. The more you pray, the more you are alert to divine prompts. See, there are times when you pray, and while prayer, God will not show you. Maybe you just, just finished praying, you've forgotten. And you just, just have to play with your friend, and just start hearing God. And you know, this one is God talking. So it might not happen while in prayer, go, 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 but in that season, you know God is speaking to you. When you sleep after having dreams or saying stuff, you just know your heart that this is God. You just know your heart that this plan in my heart right now is God talking to me. This is happening when you're in a period of extended prayer. Extended prayer. So in these days, deliberately pray more. You get that? Deliberately pray more. Pray more. Give more time to prayer. So you don't have a guessful new year. You're not guessing. As a church next year, we're not guessing. We will download divine, accurate instructions. Yes, we're not winging it. Amen. Accurate instructions. I have to say, I'm not on my own, but as I hear, I do. Okay? I do only what my father shows me. That's the point. Doing only what the Lord shows you. Accuracy in hearing. Accuracy in hearing. Not that, hey, Lord, I have three jobs. You know, you're not telling, you're not telling your friends, Let's, you know, you're analyzing the offer. Okay? You should get to a point where you just know your heart that this one, look what he said. Amen. Know that you love a woman, I don't know which one to choose after this woman in your life. <laughs> get to a point where you know by you know by divine leading that this babe is the one. Even though I make up a terrible, but you know, sir, that 
in your heart. In your heart, like this babe, even with her makeup, she's the one. When, when, when my rep party, rep party with this makeup thing, but. Amen. You will know. Christ saying, does not judge what he sees in the physical, but what he sees in the spiritual. What we see is temporary. What we see. Thank you. What we see is makeup. Glory to God. Amen. Let's go and feel desperate. Are we blessed? Yeah. Hey, hope you were blessed by the sermon. Feel free to visit our website www.thisgreenchurch.org for more info. God bless you.